N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 328 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian, and this week joined with SGR. What up, what up? Uh, unfortunately, Chris has got some sick kids again, man, so he's not yeah, able dude. to uh, Gotta take better care of the kids, mm-hmm. huh? No, man. I'm building up a strong immune system, at least, but let's, let's get well these, soon. These oh, damn that. kids haven't had immune systems for three years, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. It's, I'm wi- sure. it's it's really wild, Brian. And when you, if and when you become a parent, you'll know this, dude. Your kid will get a runny nose for anything, bro. It's like the, it's terrible. It's oh, like, I know, man. It's I like this you. guy. It's like oh shit, dude. Like the kid just had a runny nose, and like then it doesn't, and then it goes, and then my daughter goes and plays with my nephew, and then he's got a runny nose. Now she's yeah. got a runny nose, and it's just like I don't. That's contagion. You know, I, I don't, I don't like running noses, dude. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, deal with poopy diapers than running noses. I don't know why. It's just it, running really? noses skeeve me out for Man, some I might, We might need, we might need to go to science on that and get a poll going. Oh, we're recording here. It's Monday night. Yanks are off. They're going to welcome uh, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout in the Yankee Stadium starting on Tuesday. Uh, they just wrapped up a four game set with uh, the Minnesota Twins. They where they uh, they split. They took the final two games where they really should have taken three out of four yeah. um, from the Twins. I was out at Yankee Stadium on Friday night, so yeah. just wanted, I want to get a little personal here to open up the show. If you don't care about that, come back in five minutes. I really don't care to be honest with you. But um, so. <clears throat> I don't know how many people know this. I, I've alluded to it. If you follow me on Twitter, you, you then you know. Uh, it, it, I, I kind of, I did say something about it on the show. Uh, you know, if, after it happened. Uh, but this show, that show, never made it to NYY News TV because, and thank God it didn't, because it was probably the worst show we ever did. Because it was the first show back after my father passed away, and that was the same night we thought that. Aaron judge was going to San Francisco. So you could tell the the type of frame of mind that I was in. So um, it's been a rough few months here. Like I said, like I alluded to my dad passed away in November and uh, you know, my cousin who's been on the show a few times before, and we always allude to him. I, and I'm going to talk about this cause I want to. Uh, so um, he did something really cool, man. And it just shows, you know, it, you know, who the, who people you know, or who's supposed what life when you know things like this happen. Uh, he he left a ticket for my dad. Uh, you know, and it, you know he left a ticket for my dad so we could go to one final game with him, right? And that game was Friday night, right? So I was kind of on defensive i was gonna like tweet anything about it but i did and everybody was like super cool and they were like that's such an awesome idea and you know i was like hope they win yeah I, I was i was hearing from other fan bases like man that's awesome like 
not awesome that my dad died, but like with the, with the, the gesture, Understand. you know, I was like, I hope they win for you. You know, like, you know, you'll have one, you know, this could be like a one last memory type deal. And like, you know, and then somebody replied after the game and they're like, Clay Holmes, uh, desecrated or what did he, some dumb shit. They were like, Clay Holmes desecrated the memory of your father. And I'm like, he's people commented on, on your tweet about it and said that. And I was like, and I'm thinking That's... about it. And I'm like, but he didn't though. Like, cause I'm not going to compare. I mean, it's a personal tragedy to me, obviously, but like, I'm not going to compare my dad to nine 11. Right. But it's almost the way I looked at Friday night was almost the way I looked at the 2001 world series. Not every story is meant to have that fairy tale, that storybook ending where the team wins in the end, but you still had these moments that you'll always hold that you always have and you always Mm -hmm. cherish forever. Right. Like the, even though I didn't, I don't know anybody personally that passed away in nine 11, dude, how you, how far do we live from the towers, bro? We, we live that shit. Right. Yeah. So to have games, uh, games three, four and five, though, and especially the way the Yankees won, right. Even though they, they fell short, no, to to have that to to have that memory, you always look back on that fondly, right? And it's the same thing yeah, with Friday. Definitely. And you know, it's the same thing with Friday night, bro. Like, yeah, in in the context of a baseball game, the way they lost really sucked. It did, but mm-hmm. dude, we're there to. I'm there to honor my dad, right? And Anthony right. Volpe hits his first major league home run, right? And on the very next pitch, Aaron Judge hits a home run. So these are memories that like I'm always going to have. And people always say like, oh, I, you know, and people are always like, oh, I'm done. I hate this team. Like, I hate the way people, the what team people? Is... I don't know anybody that says I'm done. Yeah, I don't know anybody that says that. <laughs> I don't I don't hate. I hate the way the team is run. But like those moments are what draw me. Those moments. Same here, man. Are what keep me coming back. You know, like I mentioned this on opening day, dude, that was the, this past opening day, obviously was the first one I went through without my dad. Right. So me and my daughter are wearing match and Aaron judge shirts and she wanted to go on my shoulders as he, cause I said, Ava, daddy, uh, Aaron judge is coming up and she's, she goes, I want to go on daddy's head. And that means she wants me to put her on my shoulders. Right. You can't tell me that something bigger wasn't at play there. Going in Aaron Judge, his first at bat at Cavs as captain, hits a home run on opening day. You can't tell me that something bigger might not might have been at play on Friday night, even though maybe I'm the only one that was in a situation like that. That we saw that kid's first major league home run, and then Aaron Judge hits a home run on the next pitch. Right? These are memories that we'll always have now. Right? And this is why baseball is so important. This is why it's such an emo- This is what I tweeted on opening day. This, how can you not be romantic about this game? Now, I love the Giants, right? But like football can never do this. Football can never bring out the type of emotions that that baseball does. Yeah, I think a lot of that too is how long the baseball season is, and you're so committed for so long, and it's so many games that you're watching and you're with this team it just feel it feels like a longer amount of time that you're spending as a yankee fan which you are than rather than a foot in football 
I'm a very, I'm a passionate fan, bro. And there's only, sure. and there's one man to thank for that. And you know, it's my dad and I, I miss him and I love him. And, and I carry on this fandom because this is what he, yeah, this like is what he gave me, man. You know, this is, this is how him and I, you know, we bonded over this. Right. So I, that's why, like, I, I can never leave this because of that. And because I want to, I, I want to have this with my own kids. So like, you know, so Friday night was it as much as it sucked that they lost. It was still one of the best experiences personally that I ever had at, at, as a Yankee fan at Yankee Stadium. That's why this fucking jabroni uh, that looks like uh, Emil Hirsch from Alpha Dog tweeting about uh, Anthony Volpe shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be smiling because he hit his first major league home run. Fuck you, dude. Like. You know that the Yankees lost when Aaron Judge hit 62? Do you know they lost that mm. game? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Aaron Judge was was happy at, at the end of the game there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure Anthony Volpe was upset the team lost, but this is a moment in time. This kid will never forget this. This kid could, you know, never play another major league game. Guess what? He's in the record books. He has a major league home run. Be happy about that. Yeah, he sure. should be happy about that. And you need yeah. to tell me that his teammates aren't happy for him. You think anybody, you think any of the other guys in that clubhouse were upset that he was smiling as much as that loss sucked, that he was smiling in the post game? No, I mean, come on. And and do you really think that he's putting himself before the team just by smiling? I think he's shown you enough that he already has as little time he spent with this team. He, He knows how to handle himself and he's putting the team definitely first over any accolades. We do have a super chat over here, Christian. Want to get to it? It's from Cam DJ Steels. Okay. He says, Sup, guys. Don't you think uh, it might be a little sar- sarcasm in this one? Don't you think we got our Otani and IKF? Nah. What's up, guys? Much love to you guys and the rest of the NYY News TV family. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah, I, don't thanks, Cam, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not looking likely. Oh, well, he did. He did throw that inning, a good solid inning. I was so checked out of that game at that point. I I got yeah, home I so late too. on Thursday, right before game, and I just and I was beat, dude. I had yeah, one of the man, worst headaches I ever had in my life, and I was like, I just want to oh, sit shit. down and relax and watch this game. And then before you yeah, blink, I know I had the same same exact thing. It was like seven nothing in the first inning. It was nine, I think they put up a nine spot in the first. What whatever it was, but I know last week you weren't here, but Chris and I yeah. were talking about it that Johnny Burrito should be the fifth starter. Uh, especially over Herman and Schmidt, and I mean Herman was fantastic on Saturday. Herman looked good, dude. And uh, I I don't blame I'll be honest, dude. I don't blame Rocco Baldelli, dude. If I'm sitting there watching Herman throw four perfect innings with eight strikeouts, I'm checking him for sticky stuff too. Yeah, I'm checking him for the sticky stuff. I just I don't understand how that all played out. I feel like it wasn't really clear what was going on there. They what did they conclude that it was just like a thicker rosin? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Don't the, know. The, the, um, these umpires, I don't think he was up to anything. To be honest with you, uh, Herman. This is what <clears throat> this is what Herman is, though. Herman, when he's got his good stuff, he can pitch like that. He took yeah. a perfect game into the eighth inning in Boston a few years ago, so we know he can do it. You know, he's got that type of ability when he's on. I mean, it, when his when his uh, stuff is working, man, he can get major league hitters out. The problem is he's he's wildly inconsistent. You know, that's Herman's problem. So he was really I mean, the Yankees really needed a big start out of him on Saturday because you didn't want to go into Sunday 
you know, possibly facing a sweep, right? Yeah, because against Minnesota, they, of course. I think that was the first time since like 1986 that the that the Twins haven't lost a series to the Yankees. I mean, the fact that they couldn't win this series though just shows how awful they are against the Yankees. How, how do you win the first two games of the series and then end up losing the last two? Come on. Well, I mean, if you want to if you want to take positives out of the series, I mean, the starting pitching outside of Burrito was really good in this series. Nestor won yeah. seven, gave up a couple of solo home runs. The Yankees lost because they after. I mean, uh, yeah. the first inning, they they really that's couldn't a, do anything. That's what I was about to say. You take away that first inning of the first game of this series, you know, they only allowed two more runs in that game after the first inning. They allowed four the next day, all right, and then one in, in a shutout. So, yeah, good pitching pretty much all across it, the board yeah, except I for mean, Burrito. <clears throat> it, was, uh, it was tough on Friday night because – you yeah. you you really wanted them to to tack yeah, on because and they just didn't stand hit that monster home run and then he they immediately gave the run right back and you you kind of fit you watched enough baseball to know when the when moment even though the Yankees were winning that the momentum was was swinging the other way but, but, yeah. and the the real frustrating thing about Friday night just from a game perspective is Aaron Boone got too cute. Yes. There's no reason on April. There's no reason on April 14th to throw your. If Clay Holmes is your closer, there's no reason on April 14th to throw your closer in the eighth inning. And I know what he said. He's he said nine one two. Those are but I don't care. Right. That he's not your closer at that point. He's he's more of a use the guy when you need to get. The, if you're the desperate, it's September 20th, and you're desperate because you're da- you're behind. You know, you're you're trailing in the division by two games and you're desperate and you got to use your best guy in the eighth inning. OK, I get it. But it's April 14th, man. Boone got too cute for his own good and it cost him and the Yankees lost a game. Yeah, and I think even more than just the game, that's going to cost Holmes mentally, I think, a little bit. That That's that's going to be tough to bounce back from. Uh, well, you know, Boone was going to throw him right back out there on. Yeah. Uh, how about Fred, man? Fred, Fred had this on the money that maybe Clay Holmes was gonna not be the, you know, that solidified closer for the Yankees this year. Good, good on Fred. Uh, when I was watching the game on uh, yesterday Sunday, uh, when Cole came out to for the ninth inning, and I saw Holmes in, in the in the bullpen, I, I I really wanted to hit something. Yeah, right. That, but luckily, that didn't end up. Because Boone said that if uh, if Correa had come up with a man on, he was going to Holmes. And I told Pete before we we started before we uh, came on here that uh, if Holmes is facing Correa, the Yankees are probably losing that game. Wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if that is how that game ended. So the reason why we didn't see Clay Holmes uh, yesterday uh, is because Garrett Cole shut it the fuck down. Okay, Garrett Cole, 10 Ks, nine innings, complete game, two hitter. I mean, he was fantastic yesterday. Short hair, pitch clock. Garrett Cole <laughs> is just he's a beast, man. He's he hasn't a year. Allowed, hasn't allowed a home run yet. It's wild. He allowed 33 last year. Yeah. 
I can't really hear you right now. You're ch- chopping up a little bit. You're chompy. Let's not bring that right, up. You're good. You're good. Uh-huh. I couldn't hear you. Oh, that part. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a little jinxy. Sorry. Jinxy here. Okay. You're like the black okay. cat from, okay. from, from the Fockers. Okay. Uh, go under the ladder. Okay. Bad luck. Step on a crack. Bad luck. Okay. Oh, it looks like we were a year sh- a year shy on the uh, on the SMD tour because Gary Cole has come out firing uh, so far here in 2023. Where, look, man, it's April it's April 17th. Uh, now that I mentioned the date. I want to wish my wife uh, a happy anniversary. Seven years yesterday. Okay. Nice, nice, happy uh-huh. anniversary. All right, thank you. Okay, okay, uh, okay. happy anniversary. Okay, treat her to a nice steak dinner. Okay. Dude made four starts. I don't want to sit here and start coming out and say he's going to be the runaway Cy Young candidate, blah, 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 and all these other things people are but, saying. But, my God, dude, this he just be, yeah, he, he just looks different. There's It does. There's a sense something different about Garrett Cole right now. There's no questioning him at all this year. Not that you did it a lot last year, but there's just it's just every pitch is so nice, sharp, dominant what we talked about bro and this is like the third time now that we've said this this pitch clock is helping garrett cole you had it you had it man you said it now i i've seen that narrative is being pushed out there now today i really saw it yeah me too today me too today but you had that shit i didn't even think of that when you brought it up after i think it was his first start or maybe even before the season started you were saying what is this pitch clock gonna do is this gonna be helpful to him and i I, you got the pitch clock. You combine it with little Caden Cole sitting in the front row by the dugout, oh, and you, you got you got yourself a little recipe here of uh, Cy Young. Discount the haircuts. Okay, yeah, we got uh, we got the two for one deal, super cuts. Okay, because you, this is what we we we've talked about this. The problem with Garrett Cole is that, you know, when he starts to things start to go the other way, he walks around the mound. Throwing the friggin' ball in his glove. He's thinking, wiping his hair. Now he's just got to get back on the mound and pitch. And he's back been dominant, man. He's been absolutely dominant so far through four starts. I mean, you obviously want to see it continue, but I yes. just feel like this is a different guy. This is the guy. This is for so far through four starts. This is the guy that we've been waiting for since 2020, like the truly dominant top of the sport ace. I think he's yeah. finally arrived, man. Yeah, it's it's looking that way. I mean, like you're saying, it is early, but there is a different feeling going out there. And he did he hit a number for strikeouts, and it was like a ridiculous amount of games compared to Gidry. Less less. He did it in like 13 years, and Cole did it in like three yeah, with, with yeah. double digit strikeout uh, games. Uh, fr- right, franchise that's what record. It was. Uh, I think it was 23. Gidry pitched for what, like 12, 13 years, and Cole yeah, finished since 2020. So a lot longer, a lot longer. I mean, we all like know, we all know starts. the type of, uh, we all know the type of stuff that Garrett Cole has, man. It's just, I always felt this, dude. And I said this last week. I, I always felt this, especially last year. Like, I don't ever think Garrett Cole beats, uh, gets beat. Garrett Cole beats Garrett Cole. And I think this year 100%. he doesn't have time to get in his own head, man. He's just back. Is Garrett Cole going to get rocked at some point this year? Probably because it's baseball and it happens. Yeah. But I think he's better. I think this pitch clock, man, I'm telling you, I, I, He's just more equipped to just get on and get on going with it, get in a good rhythm there. And he he gave Trevino a lot of credit for yesterday. That's why I don't see that changing, even though Higgy's kind of been better with the bat so far. Yeah. Uh this year. 
Yeah, no, and I've I, liked their rapport together. Him and Trevino have looked very nice. And to be honest with you, dude, I know I've seen a lot of people ripping Trevino for his for his offense. I don't care about no. his offense. That's not what he's here to do. You know, Lou, uh, I was going to call him Lou. Uh, uh, Lou. Uh, Jose Trevino can hit 130. And as long as he's that guy behind the plate, it doesn't matter. The problem is, you know, you can carry that guy. The problem is that if you're going to play Hicks and Wash Donaldson, you know, then people amplify or highlight the neg- the uh, the lack of offensive production out of the catcher. Right, because the the positions or the players that are supposed to be making up for that defensive, you know, first type of guy in your lineup aren't coming through. So then it becomes a glaring. Oh, you know, <clears throat> you got Garrett Cole, you got Nestor Cortez, who, you know, Chris said this in our, in our group chat yesterday. Is it time to call or sad or whenever? He's like, is it time to say he's a top 10 pitcher in the sport? I think that's a little high. But I think you got to give Nestor respect as like top 20, top 25 right now, starting pitchers. I mean, the sample size is just, it's too big now. And I, I get it though. The thing that's, there's two things, right. That are causing us to kind of waiting, wait for that shoe to drop. One is his history of, you know, getting DFA'd by the Orioles, getting DFA'd by a team like the Mariners and the Yankees and the Yankees. Yeah, of course. But then it's also his stuff isn't electric. It's not 98. It's not popping out of the glove and it's a, it's not you know that typical type of pitcher that we've seen dominate in baseball over the last decade or so he's 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 that outlier that has taken it back to the you know earlier days i don't know it's i can't i'm done i was done when we made our predictions I, every time i watch him pitch now i am expecting a dominant ace like uh start from him and the Yankees definitely need it out of him right now because yeah. their rotation is very questionable right now. I'm not ready to throw Brito out right now, uh, even after that disaster of an outing. I'd like to see what he does, how he backs that up, how he rebounds yeah. from that. Uh, and uh, somebody's got to get back, though, to get Clark Schmidt out of this rotation, honestly. Yeah, his I, time I, is not holding up too much longer, I don't think. But yeah, I just can't, I can't watch Clark Schmidt in the rotation anymore. He's one of those guys where if there wasn't a pitch clock, you'd want to you'd want to jump off of a fucking roof. Definitely, could, especially like a hot summer day. Clark Schmidt on the Clark mound. Schmidt pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about this last week, man. Like, is just to go back to Friday? Uh, you know, we talked about this. Is Clay Holmes a long term solution at, 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 as closer? And we saw him almost blow that game, uh, the finale in Cleveland, which he. Barely, they barely hung on to. He blew the game Friday night. You know, you had no confidence should Boone have needed him yesterday. You honestly, just we mentioned this earlier. Clay Holmes versus Carlos Correa. What do you think is going to happen in that situation? I see it. I see it playing out, and it's not good. No, just on a side note here, uh, Carlos Correa had a huge game on Friday night, uh, and he said that the boos are like gasoline for his ferrari and then mm-hmm. he, he went hitless to final two uh to final two yeah games i mean in the series, the, so. and the last out of the of the series there good for him yeah good for him right now i mean the yankees are still short in that bullpen so i don't see them making a change right now they need to get some guys back namely jonathan loisica if loisica is healthy mm-hmm. which is another big if because he's not a guy that's ever he's never healthy dude he's always missing time then you can start thinking about, you know, would the Yankees make a change 
in for the ninth inning. But to me, I think I, I still think that the guy is going to be Ron Marinaccio at some point this mm. year. Marianaccio, Mariano, Nacho. It's a good, good, good pickup right there, Ryan. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man. Um, okay, okay, <clears throat> okay, okay. So you think that if that were to happen, if this plays out where Clay Holmes loses this job as the closer for the Yankees, that it's going to be Marinaccio. And I think not the Yankees, I, I, I think Wandy the, Peralta. I don't think it's going to be Wandy because I think Wandy's too valuable being a guy that can come in at any time yeah, to get anybody the, out. The extinguisher. And I feel the same way about Loisica. Loisica is a guy that can come in in the sixth, get two outs, and then pitch the seven. Kind of the same thing with Michael King. You know, Marinaccio, yeah. you can go multiple yeah. innings, but, I mean, he's more suited to be a guy to come in, give you a clean inning, and, and you know, pitch that ninth inning. Where a lot of these other guys the Yankees have, you want them to pitch multiple innings, and you want them to kind of come in and clean up a mess. Yeah, especially a guy like Peralta. I wouldn't even really consider him as the closer for this team. He he's he's very underappreciated, I, I want to say, by you know Absolutely fans. he is, dude. He's been nothing but nails since he's gotten here. Awesome. And what he was a part of that Talkman trade, wasn't yeah, he? They for, traded, uh, the Giants? Uh, yeah, they traded the straight up a talk yeah, like man. he talks. Fucking take keep judge away from the Giants. Take Rodon. Peralta's a stud. Giants Rodon's stop got, making moves with the Yankees, dude. Rodon's got to get his ass back over here. Okay. Yeah, that's a story for a different day. We'll get there when we get there. But yeah, uh, I, I see Marinaccio being a a guy that they consider. I also, though, I I see them giving Luizaga another shot at it, another. It's crack possible. At it. I mean, he does have. I would say he probably has the best stuff of anybody in the bullpen. He's got dominant, dominant stuff when he's on top of his game. Mm-hmm. So if they gave it to him, would I be mad? No, I wouldn't be mad because I think he's got what it takes to close. It's just that his health is a factor, and you don't know day to day whether or not he's gonna he's gonna be able he's gonna be there. And unfortunately, to segue into other guys that are injured all the time is friggin' John Carl Stanton, man. Again. Unbelievable, bro. Like on of all friggin' things, I saw it happen. I yeah. saw him grab his friggin' leg. <laughs> Yeah, we were Everybody, both like, nah, he's uh, fine, he's fine. No, yeah, you guys were like, oh, he's fine. He wasn't <laughs> fine. I saw it. There's no reason for Hicks to come into the game at that point. Right. Uh, that, yeah, that that really sucks, man. I, I feel like I saw, I'm trying to find the stat that I saw that he has. 40% of the game since it was uh, 2019. Right. I didn't yeah. want to say that number because it's so ridiculous. But 40% since what year? 2019 all right that's not too far off that's not too like long of a time period but still well, he's only been here since 2018 <laughs> he was relatively healthy in 2018 and then 2019 all the injuries have started to pile up for him and he's missed about 40 40 ish percent it's not exactly 40 yeah, i think it was like 39 percent. it's crazy man because this guy is so good so and he good. was so hot to start the season too man while you're missing some guys right now, you really need G's bat in the lineup. And he's just, of all things, bro, he, he thought the ball was gone. Everybody thought the ball was gone. How many, time, how many times did John Carl Stanton hit a ball like that and it's not gone out? That's probably the first time since he's been a Yankee yeah. that he's hit a ball like that and didn't go out. And then he had to hustle to get the second, and then he pulls his hamstring. Right. So, I mean, that's where he pulls it, right? Because he's, he's, doing, he's doing like the, the home run trot, and then he's going from zero to ten speed. And his gears got all busted up. It's just but. frustrating, man, because you know how good this guy is. And I'm not going to come on here with a hot take and be like, oh, you got to get rid of Stanton. 
I love G, man. I just and when we did when we did Fred, bro, we talked about this. I wish I had the papers yeah. in front of me. What did we say? 120? 120. Like a, 120. He's not even gonna play that. He's gonna miss at least 40 games with this. Guarantee you he's gonna miss at least 40 games with this. Yeah, it's four to six weeks minimum. That's uh, 25 games right there at least. But do the math. Say, let's say he takes the yeah. full six weeks because he's not coming back. He's not coming back on the short end of that. I I'd be stunned. They play six games. You want to say they play six games a week conservatively? They might sure. have one. That's thirty six games right there. And that's just we're in April. Oh, like he's going to need his days off too, especially to ease his way back into that, it. And he's that's good. if he's that's if he's ready to come back at after six weeks, which I. I said this jokingly, All Star break, but it's not really a joke. Would you be shocked if he doesn't come back until the All Star break? Not. No, absolutely not. Especially you know with Bader coming back, they have someone that can, you know, fill the void. But yeah, it's 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 it, what's bad about it too is that I feel like this was his best start as a Yankee, where he really got it out. Really of the feels that way. Yeah, and he was he was doing a lot of good for this offense, and to see it fall out already like this not good john carlo not good i mean the yankees are stuck with him right i doubt he wants to go anywhere and honestly if he's healthy for october it's i'm i guess i'm okay with it yeah he doesn't miss october baseball he doesn't miss in october it's just so frustrating man because it's just like you got to look at the likes of Willie Calhoun and Aaron Hicks. And when you could, mm. you know, and, and stands pulling a muscle jog in the second base, it's just, it's so frustrating. It is because it happens a lot. It happens a every, lot. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, dude, it happens every year. He had Achilles tendonitis last year, bicep mm. tendonitis. He missed like, he missed basically the whole season with that a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah. The bicep thing. He's it weird. amazes me. He's bro. weird. Weird guy. He's weird. I say he's weird. That's uh, Booney's. You know, I heard that. I heard people throwing that around the other day. That's just what Boone says about him. Won't you just be quiet? Yeah, he's weird. But uh, getting testy with the reporters on Friday night because uh, they asked him why he didn't have Michael King, and he's like, "Well, Michael King threw two innings two days ago." And then he said, yeah. he didn't know. and then he, and then he goes on to say here, this is, this is the Yankees in a nutshell right here. Then he uh, goes on to say that he didn't even know if he was going to have Michael King available for Saturday. Right. Right. Then mm-hmm. makes Michael King pitch the most innings that he's pitched all year. On yeah. Saturday. Right. I was going to say, didn't he end up tossing a couple innings at that? He won like two and two thirds. Yeah, I think I so. that's a, that's another bright spot in this series was Michael King starting to show signs of positive, like positive life in there. Yeah, Michael King is uh, hesitant with him for for a week or a couple of weeks now. He's definitely trending in the right direction. To yeah, be he's, Michael he's King trending upwards. Yeah, I mean it's the, the thing that really sucks about Stanton, dude, is because this team. If you you look at the lineup, right, and okay, you got Volpe, right, right, and ever since you know we. It was last week, and people wanted to call him a bust after 10 games. The, if you look at the average, it's still like, what, 170-something. But the at-bats have been better. He's picked up a couple of hits. He he stole three bases on Saturday. He's 191 no. right now. Oh, he's 191. Yeah. Okay, there we go. He's a, okay. you know, a good Almost series the, against uh, the Angels. And Mendoza. Al Volpe, man, is that it? even if he doesn't hit, 
if he learns to strike zone and can and can draw walks, he's going to be such a weapon for this team. I mean, look, look at how how he's already shown that getting seven for on, seven in stolen bases. Yeah, and and he steals second, then he'll go and he'll take third from you too. He's a little thief. Because with the new rules, with the uh, the bigger bases, and you mm-hmm. can only throw over twice. Plus, I think he stole fifty bases in the minor leagues last year. Yeah, right? plus he's just really fast, so that helps. Well, he's a natural base stealer. Plus, now the rules are advantageous for base stealers. That's why, man, I I like him in the leadoff spot right now. I really do. You think? I mean, you think about it logically. If he gets on base, he's getting on second base. So that is that is the guy you want leading off, and then if he's on second base, well, then Judge is going to probably get on first base. And then you have runners you on Judge first and, and second with nobody out. So you're going to leave Judge and Rizzo alone in second and third. And yeah, then it's just you like, keep what them you... together. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it's like, what do you do? At, I Lemayu bat at fifth yesterday, but I'd honestly right now I put I put Lemayu in a cleanup spot. I liked I liked your lineup. I like doing that that way when you if you don't have that next guy up to be a power guy to to go up but i don't know maybe donaldson could be that guy but if not then i like putting a contact guy in the four spot as kind of a reset for that next set of three hitters because if you if you think that all your guys the one two three guys are doing their job you want a guy that's going to go out there and and you know make contact in that yeah you know you trust lemay you to do that now i i you don't want to make too much of it but you know Gleyber torres is kind of like really went down here in the last week or so. Yeah, he's so he's really, he's, he's slumping, you know, which, which is the, I know again, dude, it's April 17th. So how, what do you want to make out of things? Mm-hmm. But this is what scares me about Gleyber Torres. He's so hot. And then he's so cold. That's just the, that's just the nature of him. It's like, it's like, <coughs> excuse me. It's like, Boy. where does he sit? Like he always, right. is he ever going to, is he ever going to sit in the middle you know, it's like these extremes with him. It was the same thing kind of like last year. It was an all-star, and you couldn't find him for three months. And then the final month of the season, he really helped his team push uh, push their way to the finish line to win the division. Yeah, he's uh, two for his last 18. And he hasn't looked good. Yeah, only only one hit since April 11th. He had that uh, on Sunday. He had the one hit. His last hit before that was the 11th. So, yeah. So we were talking about before that game. In uh, I, might, I was reading that wrong. I was no, I wasn't reading that wrong. I'm I'm good. It's that guy right. We're good. Like that game in Baltimore where I said that maybe Volpe should should sit because he looked he looked like mm-hmm. he was pressing. But before that and even after that, you look at the at bats and the results aren't there, but they're good at bats. Like you haven't even seen Glaber Torres really have good at bats recently. No. So yeah, maybe the day off today could be beneficial for him because he hasn't missed the game yet. I want to say. Oh, and then you you got excuse me then you know then you got Franchi which we talked about this last mm-hmm. week if he never if he didn't get another hit all season long he's kind of done more than what you could have ever expected out of him to this point they're throwing Willie Calhoun out there I mean okay you know you're not going to get excited about Willie Calhoun maybe he might get hot for a week but this is he's a fringe major leaguer you know French Frenchy. Franchi, Franchi, Fringe, okay. Fringe, Fringe. Um, <laughs> now Aaron Hicks goes over three with three strikeouts yesterday. Ah, man, dude, it's like you know, it's like we're beating a dead horse here, man. It's like it is the, really. Yeah. We've been doing this for years now. It's like when are the Yankees going to realize this guy can't play baseball anymore? When his contract's up, 
Dude, how bad are his at-bats, though? With those, his helmet's halfway off. His head is facing the chamber, judge chambers. Uh, O'Neal, I don't know if you were locked in, you were to the game yesterday, but O'Neal, did you see the part where O'Neal broke down his swing and like how his, no, just all out of whack. I said I missed that, man, because O'Neal does great breakdowns. And you could, oh, dude, it was amazing. He's great at those. When the way O'Neal broke it down, it's no surprise that Hicks isn't hitting, dude. The way like he's flying open. Yeah, I mean, if it's that apparent in the booth, but he's been he's been very good at that O'Neal. I'll give, give him a lot of credit there. He he knows how to break down a swing. He's a great. That's I mean, where him and Coney are actually like a great duo for me. I'm not. I like I like David Cohn a lot, but it's when those two are together that I think they bring out the best in the broadcast booth because their their knowledge and their the way that they can. They should just. They should just stuff Michael Kay in a locker. They, I wish they did because I mean that guy is he's probably announcing a game right now somewhere. What's he doing tonight? Because he he's been doing two games a day. He does right, the yesterday K, the K Rod, right? and then the, the day, K-Rod. and then another. I think another one he did uh, a double, and it's like, come on, man, just stop making me listen. I don't want to listen to you anymore. And that K Rod thing is awful. They tried to uh, copy the Manning brothers. They, that one I don't even really like that much either. But come on, you think I'm going to sit there and watch Michael K watch the game? Okay, all right, maybe Francesca, I'll watch him watch the game. Okay, but I'm not going to sit there and watch Big Head Michael K after listening for three hours. Ugh. I don't. I because my TV's always on. Yes, so mm-hmm. I turned it on today and I couldn't find the the remote for the cable box. So I sat there and begrudgingly watched his radio show for like 20 minutes. Yeah, man. I used uh, to like K. I liked him. I looks know. like he's trying to, he's trying to uh, rip off Garrett Cole's haircut. Look like he got a haircut today. Oh man, dude. Should I cut, should I cut my cola? I got the Cole old Cole look going. I don't know, dude. Is <laughs> it going to affect the, is it going to affect the impersonation? It might, I might not be able to do it. Might have to call Caden. Let him know that if we got to schedule an appointment. Supercuts. Amy. Imagine Garrett Cole goes to Supercuts. Yeah. <laughs> that would be. Oh, wait. We got a super chat from our boy, Rasan Thompson. What's this up, Ra? Super chat is for. Oh, he called, he called me Garrett. This super chat is for Christian and Garrett. He looks huh? like, oh, that's hilarious. He looks like 2019 Cole, SMD tour in full effect. I was just saying that. That's weird. The same wavelength, bro. Thanks for the uh, big time super chat. That was a $10 super chat there. That's raw. That's raw for you, bro. Yeah. So we appreciate it, Ra. And yeah, I'm not cutting the hair. We're go- We're staying 29. Didn't Did Cole win the Cy Young in 2019? Was he on the Yankees already? No, oh, that was his last year. Oh, no, he, he was the runner-up. What, when he, he went 20-5, and five, I think, that year with the... Yeah, it was nasty. Oh, and Verlander well, beat him, I think? It might have been year, Verlander. Right? Uh-huh. His, his battery mate or pitching mate? What the term for that would be? His, um, his rotation mate? Yeah, I guess you would say rotation mate. <laughs> I couldn't cut I off the one. No, it's, it's better than battery mate. So, uh, you know, the Yankees had to make a roster move uh, rotary, after... Uh, rotary mate? Rotary? Uh-huh. Rotary club? Uh-huh. All right, continue. Go ahead. 
because the Yankees had to make a roster move after uh, after uh, Stanton went on the IL. So they called up Oswald Peraza. Notice how he wasn't in the lineup yesterday. No. So what do you think they're going to do with him? They're going to sit him tomorrow, and then they're going to send him back down on Wednesday. <laughs> because Boone uh, came out, I think, at some point on Sunday, Boone said that uh, the plan right now – they could have activated Wash Donaldson on Saturday or Sunday, but they want him to. They wanted to take the at the advantage of the extra on the day off on Monday, give him a little extra time rehab game Tuesday, and then uh, if he's fine, uh, activate it on Wednesday. I don't know, man. This isn't. That's not the best way to develop a player that you're was you know the starting shortstop going into spring training. It was his job to lose. It was his. You're absolutely right. It was his job to lose. Now he's going to be a bench player, uh, 29th man type guy, the doubleheader guy. What's so frustrating about Oswald Peraza is that the Yankees are going to ruin him, just like they've done several other prospects that they've had come through here recently because the Yankees called this kid up last year, pure gaslighting. That's all this was. They called him up to gaslight the fan base. Because the fans got sick and tired of IKF and all the other nonsense that was going on with the team struggling. So they're like, oh, we're going to call up one of our top prospects. Never had a plan to play the kid. He got some starts here. Then IKF was so bad, they started him in the, they started him in the playoffs. And then they did. And then they sat him down again. It's just ridiculous what they did to him. And then you had the feeling, like you said, bro. It's like you had this feeling that he was going to be the starting shortstop. To Anthony Volpe's credit, he took it. Yeah, sure. absolutely. He absolutely took it. They send them down, and now they're going to call him up to sit on the bench for two or three games and send them back down. This is how you ruin a player's development. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mental game. That's that's got to be mentally draining. It's it's got to be pushing him a bit. I mean, hopefully, you know, you you think you'd hope that someone on the Yankees is capable of dealing with this kind of mental fortitude, but why even put that in the him in the position in the first place? It's not so much what I think about Peraza. It's so much what I, it's more so what I think of this organization and the way that they handle these types of things. That's another example of them not really having a definitive plan on what they want to do with their young prospects. There's line up the examples. All right. So right now with Stanton out, the DH spot is open, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Why can't Wash Donaldson DH? Why can't Glaber Torres DH? I don't know. Honestly, you can. It may, this might be a rhetorical question. You can answer it if you want to. What has Wash Donaldson earned on this team? He hasn't earned anything, but what he brings to this team is a glove. You're paying but, $25 million for that? Is and is IKF really that far off from him? Offensively at third base, I don't think so. I don't think so either. So is your best team right now? You install Peraza at second base, and DJ LeMay is your third baseman, and then you know Wash, Wash Thompson and Glaber, or, or yeah, like is, or, is your, mm-hmm. take your pick, whoever is hotter, or you want to say it's Glaber and Donaldson. Can get a can get a start here and there at third, and you want to get you know you want to move some guys around. 
I don't think well, I don't think Donaldson's earned the right to just get his job back when you have better options. And the Yankees are going to send Peraza down because he's because he has options. <laughs> but this is nothing against Willie Calhoun. What the fuck is Willie Calhoun doing here? We need to keep Willie Calhoun. No. You afraid? Of, I mean, seriously, we need to keep Willie Calhoun around because we're afraid if we DFA him, somebody's going to snatch him up. And I'm not being look. People think, oh, you can't. What do you do? You you can't play baseball. Fine, I can't play baseball. I don't give a shit. I'm here to give my opinion. Willie Calhoun is a dime a dozen. You can find 50 more Willie Calhouns littered around Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. In the scrapyard. I mean, uh, the ob- the obvious answer is just get rid of Aaron Hicks, but we know they're not going to do that. Yeah. So, and, there, and there's why, and that's why the reason they're not giving up Aaron Hicks is the same reason they're not giving up on Donaldson's because those guys are getting paid and they want to get their money's worth or they want to be justified in spending all this money and they they just want to hopefully get that get that spark back in those guys. Well, and I'll tell you this, Ryan, and that is how you show how truly serious you are about winning World Series. Exactly. That's why the Volpe stuff in the beginning of the year was awesome because you felt like they were pushing toward that kind of narrative that their moves are they're moving based on winning a championship. Only do tax or caps or whatever. But they 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 only do so much. They give you Volpe. They even give you Cabrera on opening day. Say he he won the left fielder's job. Oh, and then IKF is playing center field and and Hicks is still getting two or three days a week. And they're just going to install Donaldson right back into third base. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't get blood from a stone. And that's what I feel like the Yankees are trying to do all the time with some, with some of these guys. What did you call that when they would do that? When they did that with like Sanchez on opening day, you had a term. Oh, it was was theater theater. Yeah. Theater. Yankee. That was pure theater. I'll never forget that, bro. Like the Yankees are like, Oh, you you know, because they didn't want to bench Sanchez on opening day because they didn't want to deal with the, the questions about it. But the very next game, Higgy was back behind the plate with Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <clears throat> it's frustrating because you love this team so much and you really do. And we talked about this I, before we came on the show here. And it's like, you have to be able. Yes, everything for the Yankees comes down to October, right? Did they win a World Series or not? Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to take enjoyment out of 162 games or else. Why are you watching it? Yeah, you're just torturing yourself at that point. If everything is about October, then don't why do you why do you sit here and watch 162 regular season games if it's only about October? I'm not saying that I'm okay with the Yankees not winning the World Series, right? But like you have to take enjoyment yeah, well, out of watching saying it's not it's not the destination, it's the journey. Journey, right? right? You have to take enjoyment out of being a fan of this team over 162. You know, that's why, maybe I said this earlier in the show, I can't even remember what happened 40 minutes ago, but, you know, that's why you have to take enjoyment out of Anthony Volpe's first Major League home run. You have to take enjoyment over watching Garrett Cole throw a complete game shutout because if you're only concerned, if if, if your reaction is like, well, they still can't beat the Astros, then then what are you wasting your time for? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, when you see when you see the way things are going and it's kind of a repeat of recent years, it is a bit frustrating. But end of the day, you know, my entire lifespan, they haven't had a losing record. 
So, you know, as much as there is to criticize this team, they they play winning baseball for six months, and it's very enjoyable. Is I mean, <clears throat> but then that's what frustrates you, yeah. too, is that you know how much better this team could be if they just tweaked it a little bit, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. have to go out there and trade for a big superstar. You can just trim the fat. Trim that fat. Hixie fat, okay. That wash. Why we're watching this team on develop what what the twenty twenty three Yankees will be. We're watching them develop, right? Mm-hmm. And even and I know I said this earlier. Like you, what can you make out of April seventeenth? I can tell you what I can make out of April seventeenth. That Aaron Hicks is going to be a complete waste again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just he's not going to get the opportunity to get at like a bunch of consistent at bats. This is what he's going to get, and this is not going to work out for him. Stadium right now, like the fans are on him. Oh, it's loud. I mean, but come on, see that's where he needs to kind of shut everyone up and just take the accountability and say, yeah, they should they should be even louder. That's how bad I've been here. That's all I want. To, if he's going to talk, that's what too. I want to hear out of him. I just want some accountability. All this, I don't know what my role is. Okay. That's what frustrates me, that people that defend him. It's like, it's not because he's bad. It's because he's delusional and thinks that he doesn't yeah. think. And then he doesn't think that he's bad. Delusional ignorance he's got going on. That's a good one there. Delusional like ignorance. That. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Tony and Brooklyn. Okay. So, what do you expect out of Shohei Otani this week? Five home runs in uh, in one game. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least maybe maybe one inning. Five dingies. I mean, he'll hit one. He's gonna hit one. He's a superstar. I'm looking forward to watching him. It'll be nice to see a series of with Trout and Otani in the same lineup. Last time I watched the game with both of them was the World Baseball Classic finale. Uh where Otani threw like the nastiest slider I've ever seen. 87 mile per hour dot in the outside corner, but he's, he's going to, he's going to be great. Yankees take care of business though. It's the angels until, until you get, and you would, you would think pitchers so right? in there. Yeah. This is a stellar pitching matchup for Tuesday. It's uh Suarez with a 10.80 ERA against Clark Schmidt in his 8.44 ERA. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, Brito is going to get the ball on Wednesday. Okay. Okay. So hopefully he can bounce back. And then Nesta is going to get the ball on Thursday for the finale. Now, this is a weird game. This is a weird start time, right? So you figure one o'clock getaway day game, right? Mm hmm. 405. 405 game. Well, they don't have, they, they don't have a day off after this series, right? They just go, they stay on a home stretch. Yes, the Yankees are uh, they're still home. Again. Toronto will come in, but that's still Toronto. weird. Like you would figure, like yeah. that's still a getaway day for LA. They but it's four o'clock on a Thursday. That's kind of a little weird there. So everybody watching, mark maybe that down. They're, maybe they're doing it based on like LA time, and they're like it's their getaway at one. It's like because they're probably they, going back. You think home. they put that much thought into it? I don't know, man. There's a lot of intricacies to making a good. Schedule, although it's all computerized now. All computerized, though, huh? Yeah. I don't know, Ryan. Uh, 
this team is uh they're good, but are they yeah. great? I don't know. And then you see it, you know, teams like the Rays, what they're doing, and the Astros, sure, they're off to a slow slow uh start, but it's the Astros. Um it, honestly I'm not surprised by it because we knew that Altuve was gonna be out about eight to ten yeah. weeks with that uh that broken hand. And you know, he's as important to his team as any player in, in baseball right now. Sure. Yeah, he's a glue type guy. And then you got Bruce Bochi over in Texas. It looks like they're actually maybe onto something over there, but it's so early. You know, you can't really. But they've they've looked good this past week. The the uh, A's have not. They're three and thirteen. No, they are a joke of a franchise. They are getting they went... out sold by minor league teams attendance. They're, they're going to win forty games this year. They're what three and thirteen. So that's man. That's they should. I mean, come on, man. Come on. 40 games. All right, let's see. That's a 188 win percentage, right? 188 win percentage times 162. That's 30. You you want to round up or round down? <laughs> well, five or above, you give it a shove up. Well, it's it's 0. .45, so. All right, it's so like, I, yeah. That's 31 wins. Man. You played at this current pace. Well, did you see what their fans are planning to do? Like kind of like a reverse protest where they're going to swarm that they're going to buy a shit ton of tickets for like a random Tuesday night game to show that it's not we're not coming to these games because we really hate how this team is run. We want to root for this team, but we just can't because of how they conduct their business. So they're they're trying a whole thing like a Tuesday game against the the Rays to have a sellout crowd. We bring up the A's only because we know how bad things could really be. Like we're not oblivious to what happens around Major League Baseball. So we, but <clears throat> this is what fans of other teams don't understand. Being a Yankee fan, being a diehard Yankee fan, that you watch one sixty two, you follow everything that happens in 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 the in the uh, off season to see the moves that are being made, not being made. Is that yeah? The team wins ninety five games every year. The team goes to the postseason every year. But they just, 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 just don't do the simplest things to make themselves better, and that's what yeah. frustrates you. And you know, you know, this team is being run by a bunch of dopes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the problem, bro. It's like you, you, you know, Brian Cashman's ego gets in the way of everything. Because honest, honest to God, if he goes into if he goes into Hal's office, yeah, and says. Wash Donaldson's got to go. Hal's not going to fight him on it. Oh, absolutely. 100%. He's gone. He's the reason he's still here. Brian's got to try to make this trade work. I was wrong. Okay, that's that's it. I don't know why I thought I should pay Donaldson uh, that much money, but I was wrong. That's all. That's all no, and then uh, you, you, you watch things like what happened on Friday night, and you just know that... Aaron, Aaron Boone is just like I want. I really want to root for the guy, but it's just so hard. I hear you. That's that's the case for a lot of these guys. You want to root for them, but it's it's just hard. It's hard. So I don't know. Oh, uh, it's gonna be uh be a, be a few days before the next stop on the SMD tour for Garrett Cole. I think it would be against uh, the the uh, DJs. The Blue Jays on uh, what was that? What would that be? Saturday? It looks. Like, I think it would be Saturday. 
uh, he would get the ball next. Yeah, it seems that it should be Saturday. He's lined up for Saturday, the Saturday game. Oh, I heard that as much as the pitch clock is helping Garrett Cole, it is hurting Alec Manoa. <laughs> yeah, it's like the reverse effect for Manoa. Doesn't have enough time. Doesn't have enough time to, to uh, catch, his catch his breath there. So He also looks like, I don't know, he looks like he's not in the greatest baseball shape like it's he never really was but it looks even more so this year i don't know though man he's got some some there's been big pitchers i mean obviously yeah like cc sabathia but like i don't know i don't know i always felt like how would bartolo do in the uh pitch clock era he was always a quick pitcher man actually he'd be probably fine surprisingly agile and very uh good stamina there's just some guys that can carry that body weight and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't affect them, but it, it seems if like anything, it and, helps them. You know, I'm not I'm not body shaming anybody. No, but like, we're not body you, shaming. All right. Uh, it just seems like Alec Manoa is the type of guy that you know, he, he might want to he might want to work on a few things here. I gotta yeah, work on so, a few hey, things too. So you know sure, I'm coming but, from but we're not uh you know major league ball players here. You're getting called out for a lot of shit. He talks yeah, a lot he, of shit. That, that's what the problem is. And he talks a lot of shit. Vlad Jr. talks a oh, lot of shit. We're talking some shit now. But... We're, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking shit. That's what really bothered oh, that's me, what man. That's, that's what really bothered me about Don Manley going to the fucking yeah. Blue Jays. Is I just can't stand them. Yeah, I really. They have quickly become my least favorite team in baseball. So if you had to say, where's the four? Pla- if you had to pick four places where you wouldn't want Don Manley to go as a Yankee fan, the yeah. Mets. Mm-hmm. Mets, obviously, Boston, Boston, Astros, Toronto, and Houston. And Houston, exactly. Those are the four places. Maybe, I mean, Toronto would be at the back end, but it's it's just like you you could you could list off the entire division at that point. But Toronto. But if he was in the if he went to the blue if he went to the Baltimore Orioles, it's not a, it doesn't offend me. Like I'm offended right. that, that that's Manley's like a, in fucking Canada right now. Also, that's kind of a, like a reverse Ken Singleton move. There, you know, we took Kenny from you, put him in our booth. You could take Mattingly and put him on the bench. True, this is true. Okay, so uh, the Yankees are going to welcome in the uh, the Anaheim Angels of Anaheim. Is that what they're called now? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Los mm-hmm. Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I don't know if they're even called that anymore. Oh, that's just. I did hear though that they're going to be filming the new Angels in the outfield during the game. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's coming up. Just kidding. Great movie though. The Yankees are the only team in Major League Baseball yet to lose a series. Uh, they've split with with Minnesota, although like we chronicled here, they definitely should have won that series. You just uh, want to see the Yankees continue to play good, winning baseball. Uh, they should be able to to win at least two of these games here. Otani's not pitching. I know the Angels have a pretty solid pitcher going on Thursday, but we have Nestor going, so... Uh, and the Yankees are better than the Angels. I, I saw somebody tweet this at the beginning of the season, and it got some run on Twitter that the Angels have a better roster than the Yankees. I don't know what this guy's smoking. Come on. I mean, it, Thursday is 420, so, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We yeah. might have been hitting it a little <laughs> early there. Um, this is a series the Yankees. Uh, you, you're you closer to thinking the Yankees could sweep this series than anything right now. I mean, you Absolutely. take two out of three. This is a series that you should be able to put at least two games in your pocket easily. Toronto comes to town. You know you're going to have Garrett Cole in one of those games. It's another series that you should probably win. 
The, we wanted the Yankees to play 500 ball to get through these injuries. And now the injuries have piled up even more. They're playing above 500 baseball. So they just got to continue to win. I heard today that it could be a week to 10 days before Harrison Bader's back with the big club. You like to see that because then Judge doesn't have to play center. You can go with yeah. an outfield of uh, of uh, left to right. You go Cabrera, Bader, and um, and Judge. Judge. So that's that's a better you're you're better right there. And it's just going to be this infield logjam that we've talked about ad nauseum throughout the entire offseason, man. It's like Wash Donaldson's going to come back. They're going to send Peraza down, but they still that's still not. It's still not the best Yankees. That's not the best version of the 2023 Yankees, in my opinion. And if Glaber Torres, honestly, you know, I'll say this to, to end the show here. If Glaber Torres is going to continue to struggle, even as hot as he was at the beginning of the year, he's not a guy that should be guaranteed anything either. Yeah, I mean, look, when you have that influx in the infield where you have that extra guy, if that's going to be the case, then really it's that it's up for grabs, that, that entire infield. You're not no, as long as you know DJ LeMayu was the offense yesterday. So as long as he's healthy, man, yeah. he's he's been really good this year. He's another. We always say DJ LeMayu is the is the is the is that piece. He's that he's yes. that guy that changes everything for the Yankees. Everything. So, and he can play. He can play every place on the infield except for shortstop. So if there's guys that are not going to carry their weight, you know, obviously you want to leave Rizzo alone. You want to leave Volpe alone for now. You know. Right. Wash Donaldson, Glaber Torres are not going to are not going to contribute. You know, DJ can take one of those spots easily. And I and you know, I'm all about winning, bro. I'm not I'm not about people's feelings right now. That's how it should be. It's a game that you want. The ultimate goal is to beat everybody else, be the last team standing. We want to be here at NYY News TV. We want to be the last and. we want to be the last channel standing. Okay. We'll take on everybody yeah. in the last man standing match, hell in a cell. Okay. Cage October. match, barbed wire, whatever it is, bro. Okay. TLC Hunt, match. Hunt for Red October. Okay. okay. We'll come off the top rope with a, with a, with a macho man, Randy Savage elbow, Psh, whatever we got to do to win around here. Okay. That's right. That's right. Oh, Garrett Cole, baby, the SMD tour. I'm putting stamping it. It's back. We're back, back. on with we're, the SMD tour, tour. Okay. So we'll we'll likely see Cole on Saturday until it's made official, but he's definitely going to pitch one of these weekend games against Toronto. Uh, we want to thank everybody in the chat. Okay, if you're still there, like this video, subscribe to NYY News TV. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star rating and review. Okay, we want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYY ST and NYY News TV. Thank you for listening and watching episode 328. SGR, you have the final say today. Go Yanks. And Before it hits the front page.